what's up everybody welcome back to spoiler reels if you're new to the podcast welcome to spoiler reels you already know i am your host my name is angel and as i mentioned before guys you already know the deal you are new to the uh, podcast check out the old episodes that i previously recorded and of course you guys can always find me on instagram it's uh spoiler underscore reels as you know that's where i put all of my content as to what i've recorded that's where you guys can also find me and message me if there's certain movies you want me to review uh, or anything like that you guys can always let me know there and of course i'll get to it as quick as i can and as if you guys already seen the uh the the title of the film that I'll be reviewing. So, as I've mentioned it before, guys, spoilers everywhere. So, if you haven't seen the film, make sure you guys pause this, watch the film, and then come back and check out my episode and see if you agree or disagree with my review or my rating for it. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. That being said, let's get started. to bring you our feature presentation. Right. Movie I'll be reviewing. Fencer. Uh, this is a horror film. I would say a more of a psychological horror film. Uh, it's, uh, it's released on June 11th, 2021. So it's, you know, uh fairly fairly new uh if you guys are interested in wanting to watch this film uh you guys can check it out it's on hulu if you are interested in uh seeing it it's there so if you already have hulu check it out if you want to uh imdb gave it a six out of ten you guys know the deal i'll give you guys my uh my rating at the end of the review uh, this was directed by Prano, Prano, Bailey Bond. This was distributed by Vertigo Films. And the stars of the film. That. It starts with uh, Niam, Niam Algar, Algar. Uh, she's the one that plays Enid Baines. That's our main star of the film. Sofia Laporta uh, plays Alice Lee. Uh, Guillaume Delani, Delan, Delan, Delaney, he's the one that plays Beastman. Uh, Michael Smiley plays Doug Smart. Uh, Aaron Shanager plays Debbie. Claire Perkins plays Anne. Adrian Schiller plays Frederick. Uh, Nicholas Burns plays Sanderson. Uh, Vincent Franklin plays Frazier. Claire Holman as June. And, uh, oh, and Andrew Havill plays George. June and George are the uh, parents of Eddie in the film. And uh, Bo Gadsden as a, a young Enid Baines. Uh, those are you guys are those are the main heavy hitters of the film. There. Uh, let's get to Wikipedia. 
shows. Uh, well, nah, no budget. Uh, but it says on the box office it only made a hundred and twenty-eight thousand nine hundred and forty worldwide. But you know what though? This I think. Uh, uh, yeah, it was on a Sundance Film Festival, so it was already low budget as it is. But I feel like it didn't make its money. Maybe I, I wish I could have seen the budget of it, but I don't. It doesn't show. Uh, from the looks of it, guys, I, I just recently watched. It. I just finished watching it. You guys already know. Every time I watch a film, I try to um, do the podcast right away because it's still fresh in my memory, and I figured I get it out of the way before like. If I wait another day or so, it's you know, bits and pieces are just going to leave my brain. So <laughs> I want to try to get the pod, uh, podcast done right after. So, uh, yeah, so I just finished watching Censor. Uh, and uh, for the most part, it definitely is uh, another slow burn psychological horror film. For the most part on this, I think this is just more of the... Uh, uh, the state of mind of a person, uh, uh, you know, uh, unstable people with, with mental issues in this film. And, uh, and it's basically perceived as what, what could a brain, like what a brain could do when being traumatized, you know, like when you have this traumatic, uh, Thing that happened in your life your brain can somehow your brain finds a way to cope with this to keep you stable in a way and sometimes your brain will either edit certain things out and sometimes people forget that that happened simply because it was just you know for your own good in a way uh, your brain deleted somehow that memory so that you won't you know uh, you won't dread on it for so long or 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 you know that it wouldn't affect you as you get older um and that's kind of what this film is about it's uh what happens to a person that's already mentally unstable and when you push them to when you push them further and further along the way uh, how much how much a person can take and and mentally snap uh, that's what this film is about here. Uh, for the most part, I I did enjoy some of the visuals on the film here. Um, I just feel like it didn't kind of go anywhere throughout the film. It is a slow burn, as I mentioned. I I don't mind slow burn movies. I don't mind them at all as long as they're done right, and as long as you have, as long as it's done right as far as uh, directed the performance and the story as long as it's still as long as that's still intact slow burns are fine i don't mind it it's just when it's slow burn and not done well that just makes the movie boring um and but this one it would i wouldn't say it was boring but i wouldn't say uh i think the pacing could have been done just a bit better uh I think the uh, story could have been a little bit better, but I did like as far as some of the visuals of the film, um, you know, of, of like, and the fact that we slowly see Enid's character, you know, uh, the character Enid 
slowly deteriorating herself mentally throughout the film was a really trip to see like it really was uh for sure the ending is what really <laughs> kind of uh i was like wait what the fuck visually it was it was scary because honestly throughout the film it really wasn't it was more psychological than anything it was really towards the end of the film that kind of felt horrorish in my uh in my opinion at least so nonetheless though, i mean i was intrigued about how the ending was even though as confusing as it could be uh but visually was terrifying uh let's get to the plot here guys and kind of let's let me see if i can try to paint you guys a picture of what this movie's about here in 1985 Enid baines works for the british board of film classification during the height of the video nasty controversy Enid's co-workers call her little miss perfect due to her strictness in recommending that violent content content be cut or banned while Enid is having dinner with her parents, they discuss the disappearance of Enid's sister, Nina, when the two were little. Enid's parents have since declared Nina legally dead, but Enid is convinced that her little sister, uh, that her sister is still missing. Uh, this, is, this is where we start kind of seeing Enid's uh, character, as far as background goes. I think the other thing that I really like of this film is, in the beginning of how it, to me, at least, it felt very claustrophobic as far as some of the hallways that she kind of walks in, this, the, as far as uh, uh, as far as uh, cinematography goes. Like, they really put, like, Enid right there in the middle of the camera, like, showing not much space around her at times, even when it's either through the hallway or we cut into her, uh, her in, in her office working very limited space at times and even in her house her house you know just very dim here and there and and um, some of the shots just make it look like you know and you can tell how much of a lonesome uh, of a loner she is and, and it's definitely told just visually cinematographically which i thought was great in this film and then of course uh we see her she's basically checking out films that are, are supposedly being shown out and uh she's there to censor certain things that she might think that might not be good or fit for audience especially for kids uh back then and uh and then of course she has she ends up having dinner with uh her her family and both of them want to give her the uh the death certificate and show that that nina is legally dead although she, although uh Enid, refuses that but the parents are like look we don't want to get older and grow with this this thing i was like we want to make our peace with it and move on with our lives and but of course and it can't and as you notice too and it throughout the film as i mentioned how the film make perceives her in the film like as far as very you know very closed very you know loner uh very close-minded, uh, like very uh, claustrophobic everywhere that she's at. But as far as her appearance as well, her appearance, she looks very, like, not dead, but she's not all there. You can tell right away, like, her hair always in, in a bun with, like, messy hair. Her eyes just look completely, like, soulless. Like, it's 
Like, there's nobody living there in a way. She's never happy throughout the film, obviously. Um, like, it, it's it's just she looks really out of it. And I, and those are just, like, hints of, of her just mentally uh, unraveling herself. Uh, shortly after a man murders his wife and children, a, a tabloid newspaper links the killings to a film Enid had rated several months prior, naming her as the censor who approved it. Enid starts to receive phone calls threatening and insulting her on a regular basis. One day, Enid is approached by Doug Smart, a film producer who claims that a veteran horror director named Frederick North has personally requested that she screen one of his old films, Don't Go in the Church. During the screening, Enid notices that events depicted parallel her memories of her sister's disappearance. Uh, so some of these movies that uh, this guy, Frederick North, is directing, bits and pieces of, of her memory uh, starts to come to fruition. And before, in certain scenes, she's she has mentioned that... Uh, Basically, what happened to her sisters? Both of them went to the woods, uh, and uh, and then all of a sudden, she just has this hazy memory that something that she just cannot remember. Uh, somehow, she can't remember what happened to her sister. She can't remember who killed her or who abducted her or anything like that. And then, but these bits and memories are just—they're a bit hazy. But she starts kind of recollecting them a little bit. And then this, these certain movies that Frederick North directs uh somehow is it uh somehow connects uh is linked to uh uh her sister's uh disappearance uh, uh investigating north uh investigating north further by acquiring a copy of one of his band films and it notices that the film's lead alice lee bears a resemblance to her missing sister and it soon becomes obsessed with meeting North, believing that Lee is her missing sister and needs to be saved from the exploitation film industry. When Enid visits uh, Smart, hoping to learn North's uh, whereabouts, he tells her that North is making a, pre uh, a sequel to Don't Go in the Church near his home, and attempts to, but then he attempts to rape her. Uh, yeah, he, he, was, he, he showed that he took into liking of Enid uh, previously when they first met of course like he was like hating on her like like but like everybody was all uncomfortable about it and like, she was like all right whatever but because she was so obsessed to find this director and her sister he had to talk to this guy who was like the big producer of of, of hollywood i guess uh, i guess in, in england so um but he uh he tries to rape her basically and and it rejects Enid uh, rejects Smart, causing him to become more aggressive before Enid, before Enid pushes him back, tripping and accidentally impaling him on a film award. Uh, Smart dies as Enid stares in shock, unable to process what ha what has happened. Yeah, uh, so the guy tried to rape her. He was like, she was kind of obviously like refusing, and, and he started kind of getting more angry, and. Uh, and it somehow kind of like pushes him back, and he falls back, not realizing that there was like a uh, a trophy 
a trophy with a fucking axe sticking. And, of course, he falls right on it. Uh, it. It goes from his back of his head through his throat, and it's sticking out of his mouth, basically. And you just see, like, this blood gushing all over. And uh, you just see her basically staring at him, like, the whole time. She was kind of like, holy shit. Like, scenes like, and, and so, and, and, and you guys also got to remember the fact she's a sense, she does the censor shit. So she sees gore after gore after like rape scenes after like uh, chopping pieces of body pieces and all that. Like she sees this on the daily, slowly in a way breaking her her mental her her mentality like uh, mental state. And now seeing something like that in real life, I feel like that's kind of where the her mind is just kind of snapping. Like this is where we start seeing ended completely losing it from here on out uh scenes like that it's it's just uh it's crazy and and to have someone that's mentally unstable and giving her a job like like that to do like watching scenes like that day in day out you know that's 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 a lot for someone with that's not mentally stable why you know like it's crazy to that you know but again this was mid 80s you know like you know it was it was male dominant so for her to have a job and everything you know she was obviously trying to you know do good with her job you know and and uh uh, unfortunately i guess nobody really know knew that you know that she was not all right in the head you know especially after losing her sister she just has never been the same since and you give her a job like this that mentality is about to snap eventually. Uh, after stealing North's address from her work, uh, Enid finds the set of North's latest film where he and the crew assume her to be an actress. During a climactic scene, Enid kills an actor named Charles with an axe, thinking that he was going to hurt her sister, air quotes. A terrified Alice flees from Enid as she begs for Alice to please be her uh, before collapsing in the woods. A remote control appears in Enid's hand and she presses a button. This this is where the scene where we, uh, from here on out, yeah, this, this is where we see Enid just, she's lost it. She's completely lost it. She grabs an axe and kills like the, uh, the, the main that monster guy or whatever uh and even the monster guy was like wait what the fuck that's not on the script and she he actually she actually does kill him like like starts hacking him uh, hacks him through the chest and while the chest is completely open this fucking thing just kind of moves around and it starts talking and this is kind of where we know when we realize okay Either she's hallucinating this, or this is really happening. Of course, we find out Ennis was just hallucinating all of that shit, and she so she kept uh, because that kind of freaked her out. She kept stabbing him, uh, the guy over and over. And of course, Alice and the crew, which I don't know why they didn't stop her at first, because there's like a the guy, the 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 boom guy, the the microphone guy, or whatever. The guy that has a script, they're like right in the right behind her, 
how they didn't stop her in the beginning, I have no idea. But they didn't even do shit when she kept hacking the guy. They were just like, oh, shit. One of them even threw up. And, of course, the director's like, what the fuck? What's going on? Uh, and she's uh, uh, Frederick. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And he's like, she was like, it was, it was all your fault. And fucking swings that the axe and splits, uh, cuts his fucking head wide open. And, of course, Alice is completely freaked out. She runs away, and it fucking chases after her, thinking it's her sister, and she tries to explain to her, you're my sister. Alice is like, "You, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I don't even know you. I have no sisters. You're fucking crazy. And, of course, and it just, her wanting to be the, wanting so desperately for her to be her sister, she just kept saying, like, please be my sister. Uh, please be please be her please be her like over and over and over and she's just kind of lays down completely blood all over her on this white dress that she had to use for for the for the movie um uh, and then this is all of a sudden the remote control all of a sudden is in her hand she presses the button and then of course uh uh Enid is awoken by a seemingly happy vision of her sister her sister just comes to like like some like there's smoke everywhere and she just kind of slowly walks uh towards Enid uh thanking Enid for finding her Nina and en Enid leave the woods and drive to their parents home uh during the drive the car radio announces that all violent films have been banned and crime has been eradicated and unemployment no longer exists and its fantasy in, is sporadically interrupted, revealing that she has kidnapped Alice, who is begging Enid's parents for help as Enid smiles. And then the movie ends. So, what, who she, who Enid thought uh, was her, like, she thought it was her sister, like, it, this was her hallucinating. Instead, she kidnaps Alice, that red-headed girl. And and there's like certain scenes where like it it it, it gets kind of like a distorted interruption like VHS kind of thing, and like it looks like it looks like uh she you know and is smiling driving and she looks at her sister that's in the passenger seat like it, on her, as our viewer she's looking in the sky like all smiling but then when it cuts it looks like it, it's Alice kind of screaming for help and then it cuts back to uh and its sister again and 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 that's when i started like i was like holy shit that looked very creepy it looked really it looked really like <laughs> creepy creepy and then of course uh she sees her parents in the front house and she brings uh alice to them thinking like look i found our i found my sister and then uh and then the the alice girl is running toward she's running towards the the parents you know and and uh but then okay again the distortion happens and it shows the parents instead of like them smiling and being happy when the distortion kicks in it cuts to the real life and in real life it's the the parents are like what the fuck like what did you do and it and and then it also cuts the uh and it's who and it's think it's her sister cuts the the distortion happens and it's alice you know, screaming like "Help me, save me, like protect me from her," and then uh, and it just kind of turns around, like breaking the fourth wall, 
and just stares at the at the at as us the viewers and smiles and then the movie ends and then uh yeah that was it after that then i was like you know what i i, I want to say at least those last 10 minutes of the film is what is what made this film um better because throughout the film it wasn't it wasn't bad but it was definitely more psychological than anything it wasn't horror if anything the horror was maybe towards the end of the film the last 10 minutes of the film uh the, the vibe of it the uh, visuals of it you know being in the dark woods at night and uh and then you know they're filming these this film this film that's supposed to be a horror film so like the last 10 minutes was very horror but for the most part this movie was all psychological than anything and uh but it was definitely a slow burn kind of film and uh but that scene where you know eventually and it and its mind had completely snapped uh and and her thinking that you know she had found her sister in reality she had kidnapped alice this whole time but she's over here driving smiling thinking that she had just found her sister but it wasn't true and uh that's just showing that uh that alice's mind or and it's and it's mind is trying to cope with the fact that that she's just she has lost it and has lost it for a very long time her mind has has not been right ever since she lost her sister when she was a little girl me personally i think the movie kind of leaves it as well what did you think happened what is what and what does that ending mean to you and to me is the fact that uh ended the and it just could not cope with the fact like her brain could not cope with the fact that that was not her sister so her mind just in her mind she figured she actually did see uh uh her actual sister but eventually just kidnapped alice the whole time like but she doesn't see it she doesn't see it that way she has this hallucination as that alice went along with her and she's like let's go home uh but in reality and it just kidnapped her uh, and to be honest i think in reality i think the fact that um I think, and it obviously, well, not obvious, but me personally, I think, and it killed her sister when they were young because there were certain scenes as showing that all, all you know, everything points to Enid. First of all, uh, Enid has no recollection of what happened to her sister. Everything about that was very hazy to her uh and uh so like so the memory is not there and i think it's because this movie that don't go to ch don't go to the church it shows like these two girls like one of them is telling her to check out this abandoned house and then when she does she does she picks up the axe and then starts killing her sister like you know hacking her again as, and that's exactly what Enna did to the other to that guy in that movie he she kept hacking him over and over as if it looks like it's been she's done it before and only to a different person so i think and then of course because it was so it was such a traumatic event that her brain was just not able to cope with the fact that 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 just happened so somehow it completely edited out and it completely somehow erased it from her memory and she was just a little girl 
So growing up, she doesn't remember much of it. That's why she doesn't know what happened. There's even scenes where uh, the mom in a, in a crazy jump scare yelling that this is all your fault, all your fault. And uh, and then she kind of wakes up to it again. But like, um, and then and then bits and pieces of her dad saying like, you know, like, don't start this again. You know, this is you're always coming up with some crazy fucking stories about this. Just let it go. I think in the end, both parents realize that Ennett had something to do with it, but they just don't want to come out and say it because it's it's their daughters. So it's the daughters. So in a way, I think I think I think they know that Ennett had something to do with her with her disappearance, and I think it is that's the reason why um, Ennett cannot just cope with her everyday life. Uh, it's always bugging her and everything. And these films somehow are talking to her in a subconscious level, eventually realizing, you know, uh, realizing that mm, you're the one that did it. <laughs> like all these scenes, everything that we've done right here, it's basically it, that was you. It was like based on a true story, which was you, you killing your sister. But of course, she kind of buried that inside, and then little by little, watching these movies, it just subconsciously started awakening her and realizing that. And then the ending, really, to me, was the uh, best part of the film, like the last 10 minutes of it, when we realized, and it completely had snapped. And she's over here killing people, uh, kidnapping Alice and, and whatnot. So visually... Not it's good film visually. It's a, like it's good. Uh, the pacing could have been better though. The plot could have been just a little bit better. I think they could have been done just a bit better. Um, certain you know some of the scenes were great, but for the most part, it's it's. If you're looking for a horror film, this isn't it. This is not for you. This is more of a psych like. Uh, about an hour of psychological. Uh, film and then the last 20 minutes was the horror 10 15 minutes tops really was the horror and that's about it so uh let's get to my rating here guys uh i'm gonna give it a six out of ten so it's it's borderline you know it's a take it or leave it kind of film uh it's like you know if you want to watch it great if not that's fine uh you know uh, if I if I would tell you, look, if you are looking for a psychological horror film, I would tell you to check this one out and see what you thought of it. You know, like I'm not saying like, oh man, I highly recommend watching this. No, I, if anything, I'm just saying, look, take your time on it, check it out whenever you can, and then let me know if if you agree or disagree. That you know that way, I I, I want to see where I'm at as far as. Did I watch this movie the right way? Did I not? Did I miss certain things that maybe someone else caught 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 that I that I didn't? Uh, but for the most part, the way I saw it, that's kind of how I see it. Uh, those are my point of views on this film. Um, so it's a six out of ten. And I have mentioned before, guys, uh, the it it's it's subjective. My opinion can always change. Like I can watch this movie. I don't know, six months from now and rewatching it. And then I start picking up certain things that I didn't the first time that I did. And then I, I end up catching certain things, you know, and then I realize, holy shit, you know, that that kind of just made the movie better. 
you know, my rating can always change. So as of right now, it's like, that's why I'm saying it's borderline. It's a six out of 10. Um, I would just, I would tell, I would only recommend it to the people that I know that would like these kind of films. Uh, and then I would tell them like, what did you think of it? And like, I was like, look, this is my point of view. This is my rating. You let me know at the end when you watched it and see if I, you know, if I missed something of the film that maybe you got, I didn't, you know, so, you know, everybody looks at the movies differently. Not everyone's going to have the same opinion. If they did, there wouldn't be no movie reviewers, you know, it, everybody has a different opinion, so. Uh, all right, guys, that is it for my review for Censor. Again, let me know if you guys agree or disagree with me with my review, my rating, my opinion on this film. The way I looked at this film, you guys can always let me know how the how what you guys thought of it, how you guys saw it, what was your guys' uh, predictions about the film? Uh, do you think any did it? Do you think uh, someone else did it or what? You know, let me know, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, yeah, again, follow me on Instagram, uh, spoiler underscore reels. Uh, you guys know that I'll just put all my content there and. Uh, you guys can message me there and then we'll, I'll do my best to uh, review any movies you guys want me to review. So, uh, all right, guys. With that being said, I'll uh, catch you guys on the next episode.